Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? <clears throat> Good. Did I wake you? Oh, no. I've been up since about 3.30. <laughs> ah, that's why you sound blurry. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I've I, uh, been experimenting with some uh, nasal spray that uh, I think I overdid it. Through what I what I tried at 3:30 is kind of burned for half an hour and my nose I was sniffling before then but anyway yeah we don't need to get onto my my uh, physical <laughs> experimentation all right um, I do have a spiritual experimentation to propose to you but um, we can talk about other things first if there's things on your mind, things happening you wanted to discuss? Um, well, there's uh, just to give you context for this two weeks, I was actually just writing out the sentence, I believe I'm here on assignment. And uh, I had wanted to be here back in February, <clears throat> but this is the first time that I'm here with the agreement of Jackie under a new here, sorry. Here at the Helios Farm, this orthomolecular regenerative farm in uh, ah. Central, that has a vision for uh, blessing uh, all the earth through uh, modeling of what God intends our interaction and stewardship of creation to look like. Um, mm. and, uh, the and it's also a discipling community. And they have four young people that have just shown up in recent weeks and that are here. And uh, I'm proposing, I just pitched to Theo and he bought the idea of flipping the uh, educational model that we're working in from a didactic, uh, you know, presentation of information for people to absorb to a belief that God has brought each of us here to learn and share together and that that happens more productively through discussion than through you know, their discipleship model was listening to sermons that were recorded at a right. church. Right, on the stage rather than God. Right, right. So um, anyway, that we've agreed to starting at noon today to introduce this shift and uh, mm. I think these four people that are four young people um, are also here on God's appointment. I'm at least going to pitch that idea uh, to help us birth something that's going to have global uh, impact and significance. And uh, yeah. so I think what journey talk about. do these kids, so these these people, what is the the journey that you think they're enrolled? Well, they're uh, they're 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 here. Um, on an internship, which I think is a four and a half month commitment to uh, learn about orthomolecular regenerative farming, a part of the screening process says um, we have a Christian faith-based value system and you don't have to accept that, but you at least have to tolerate it. Uh, so yeah. you have to participate in, you know, conversations and discussion and um so there's a Christian bias, but not necessarily enrolled in a Christian jury. Yeah, and I want to pitch it for truth seekers that are, you know, open to truth, not uh, 
that feel like they've come to and and to for a, a generation multiple generations that have been taught what to think and what to do um, to fit into a system that we want to you know pursue a different model where we're learning together and we're exchanging ideas and uh, open to God speaking to us through that process. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the phrase I wrote this morning was stewarding uh, a fractal, decentralized army of the broken. Right. And yeah, very... it's very much this idea, you know, in the old world, the idea was your army is people who all meet spec. Everyone's the same height, the same weight, they fight in the right. exact same way, and all the differences and uniquenesses are soldiered away. Uh -huh. You have these tight, cohesive formations. Right. And what's interesting is that on the one hand, you know, it's horrifically brutal <laughs> and dehumanizing. On the other hand, it's incredibly effective. Uh -huh. And one of the interesting questions, and I'm curious to see how this plays out for you, is if you don't have some shared allegiance, then it is really hard to maintain cohesion. Right. And if you don't have cohesion, it's actually quite hard to be yourself. Uh-huh. Um, because this is the idea of scaling authenticity. It's like, okay, well, if I can do whatever I want and say whatever I want, and then I start doing things that trigger other people and make them feel uncomfortable, then they feel like they can't be who they want. Right. And so figuring out what is the core that transcends the self that we uh, agree to be not rigidly punished by, but elastically bound by is, I think, the hard thing. And I think, you know, when you take away this top-down compressive structure of education and whatever, it, right. it, it, it can open this can of worms. So uh, it, this definitely feels like the right challenge to take on. I'm curious how the experiment will play out. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing it in the framework of the monastic movements of the past, um, creating healthy community that was both spiritual and practical as a model of renewing society and civilization. Um, right. Got, you do know how that yeah. actually works out in practice, don't you? Yeah, Ralph Winter used to describe it as the unsuccessful attempt to stay poor. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But this is just the wealth part, right? The way that they did this was incredibly rigid. You're fading in and out. Sorry, yeah. But the way that the monastic movement maintained cohesion in a society disintegrating was extreme vows of obedience. Yeah, so we're trying a different model. Um, right, yeah, like that's the thing. It's like, you know, yeah, the, 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 the vision is great. But like this is precisely the challenge, right? Is that yeah. the old monastic model relied relied entirely on these compressive top-down structures, right? And what's interesting is that you talk about stewardship in the context of the land, 
uh-huh. right? And you're, and I think that you know this this phrase stewardship has been was popping up into my head this morning, in that uh-huh. you need to have a steward, you know, you need to have someone who's responsible for the group as a whole, who's not just trying to be themselves and get what they want out of it. So we talked this morning about Moses as a figure. Yeah, but Moses, don't forget, he's the one, you know, like, you know, I like, I said, Moses is a great figure and he's incredibly humble, but he also, you know, participated in various forms of genocide. And so, you know, there, the, because of the world he was in, he had to do many hard, top down, violent, exclusionary things. Right. And, right. and uh, we also and, said this Jesus is our, is the Moses now. So that, right, that yeah. role was already taken. Yeah, and I and I think that that the well, yeah, and I think precisely the the, the funny but, thing is like Moses' work ended when he died. In some ways, Jesus' greater work began when he died. Right. So there's a there's a the idea we're looking at is the, like you you labeled it a steward. How does someone who is leading an effort do that in a community where we all hear from God? And how do we honor that each hearing from God and and uh, mutual submission within that kind of framework? So that's what we'll start exploring at noon today. Yeah. And you know what's fascinating is we had this discussion at work about uh-huh. trying to move from this top-down doing what we're told to a more, like, empowered to do what we believe is best. And, right. you know, shifting my boss's role from telling people what to do to um, uh, communicating what is worth doing and then empowering people to do it. And the two um, things that came out, one surprisingly is the idea of ritual. Right. And uh, you know, this is, this is the um, one is, is, um, you know, it's funny, the two things that I'm realizing that are becoming incredibly important in this new world were the two things I despised most about the old world. One uh-huh. is ritual, the other yeah. is positional authority. Uh-huh. Right? And you know, I don't know about you, but I've always sort of mocked the empty rituals of the mainline churches and you know, medieval right. Catholicism, and right. also kind of scorned people who were merely positional authority figures without any moral authority. And Uh what I've realized is that in this decentralized world, one, like you say, okay, like we all have to be free to, you know, pursue our own truth and think our own thoughts. But we do that in the context of we have these rituals, like we have a weekly ritual where we go over what are all the customer issues. And every six weeks we have a ritual of going through what are all the strategic issues in the company. And yeah. these rituals ensure that we are grounded in a common shared reality right. so that we have that sort of basic cohesion. And so that's interesting. As, as, as agency increases, uh-huh. having the right rituals uh, centered around the right worship yeah. is how you maintain cohesion. The second thing is this idea of recognizing positional authority, that there is a steward who is responsible yep. for the collective good and not just, um, you know, they're in the, so they uh, are the one person who is in some sense the least authentic and the most Christ-like. Uh-huh. 
right? Because they're the one, because as the steward, it is um, uh, their responsibility to, you know, look not after their own interests, but the interests of Christ Jesus, as it were, right? And right. yet at the same time, they have to model this sort of authenticity and vulnerability that it's everyone else strikes me that the head of household is the same kind of position. Yeah, except, yeah, and, and the, the, the very word head is so problematic here for that reason. Um, were, well, it's and, just the term, so, yeah. But it, yeah, it, but like, it, yeah, like, 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 what does it mean to be, uh, yeah, and, and like I said, you know, it's it, like, I, like, it's true, but it's problematic, it provokes, right? In the, right, it, Right, it provokes like the ritual, uh, even the word ritual. You know, it provokes uh, well, well, feelings and emotions. Yeah, and also that the and and I think I define problematic in the statement that is accurate as far as it goes, but misses the uh, core paradox, tension, and subtlety that is at the heart of the 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 challenge. Would relabeling uh, it solve the problem? I don't know. Um, I think it's possible if we understood the nuance, we could come up. I mean, that's why I think stewardship is actually a good, is a is a useful term because it has both the idea of responsibility and submission. It, it, it's it's ownership without owning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you don't have the right to do whatever you want with it, like a true owner does. Uh-huh. Um, but you don't just get to look after your own interests like a mere participant does. Right. So uh, the, 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 like, what does it mean to steward a family, you know, yeah. and what aspects of headship are relevant and which ones are dangerous Yeah. and yeah. which ones are forbidden. Right. And that's, a, that's the other thing that's hard is the line between dangerous and forbidden because there are dangerous things that are necessary. Uh-huh. And yet there are certain things that are, uh, out of bounds and no right. completely out of bounds and knowing which is which is often challenging. <clears throat> yeah. In a totally different context, I this morning I was thinking about the idea of uh, my house will be house called a house of prayer for all nations, and mm. the idea there. So there's something called a storehouse model that's developing around the idea of people who have been get entrusted with resources steward by God, uh, even if they're very limited, but who are consciously trying to steward their resources for God's kingdom, um, mm-hmm. coming together and uniting to do that collaboratively. Um, and then yeah. using a way in, in line with the kingdom values of giving and receiving and setting free instead of the buying, selling, and enslaving of the Babylonian world system, as they refer to it. So that... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So that... Uniting those two, I'm thinking about uh, for these 300 priority peoples that we talk about um, setting up uh, a a house of prayer or a room of... a Zoom room of prayer and a storehouse community uh, for each one dedicated to stewarding resources and mm. to cultivating prayer and stewarding resources to respond as God leads in 
seeking his purpose to be fulfilled and blessing each of these people groups. Anyway, so that's yeah, a, yeah, and this gets into this this hard issue that you and I have talked about many times. This actually might be a good thing to post the recording of, so I'll avoid getting into too many details. But this tension right. between uh, what do I need to feel like I have agency and I'm able to take effective action versus right. uh, wanting to other 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 people's desires, wanting them to feel safe and secure and included and involved and listened to. Uh, right. And you know the uh, you know the capitalist system tends to err on the side of individual agency, uh, especially uh-huh. for those with wealth and and status. Uh, whereas like the socialist systems tend to err on the side of not wanting anyone else to feel bad. Uh-huh. And trying to find this um, dynamic stewardship equilibrium is yeah. hard. And I think about this a lot, like even in movies, is you know, given these 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 characters' backstory, is the bond between them strong enough to face this trial? Right. If you have just right. a bunch of random people who don't know each other, who have all their own interests, then at the first sign of stress, they're going to fly apart and do their own thing. But if people uh-huh. have been through a crucible of formation, uh, they say, someone said the Marvel Cinematic Universe is largely built around found family. Right? It seems the people who come. To, sorry, the, the, uh, the Marvel the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is built around found family. Uh, again, what did the built uh, faded out? What is what's it built around? Found families. Something in family. Found families. Interesting. Yeah. Found. Oh, uh, found. Found, found families, families. Right. You know, uh-huh. which is actually the thing I was going to talk to you about, uh, which is this idea of cathartic experiences that bind people together. I just and uh, that in the conversation this morning, I was just pointing out that the um, extended family structure that is still intact in many other societies and cultures is much deeper and richer than anything that can be reassembled from scattered individuals um, in general. You know, but yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and like, I don't forget, like that was sort of the baseline human existence, where your identity, where, where you had very little agency, uh, right? At, but with the, the trade-off of enormous community, yeah, you know, yep. massive community, you know, it, and like this is the, uh, like it's easy to get back there if you give up all agency. This is how cults function. <laughs> So, but to yeah. do that in the modern world is deeply dysfunctional. Well, we've we've referenced the uh, the Amish, of course, you're familiar with. There's a yeah. another group called the Twelve Tribes, which you may not be, but Theo and I are both encountering um, as a yeah. kind of a parallel um, Bible-based effort to uh, toward regenerative community um and they're they're interested in what Theo's doing and learning from that but they've 
they've created strictures like the uh, former monastic communities that you're referring to yeah where they all dress exactly the same so nobody looks you know more stylish yeah, than no, yeah. All these things. and like those are wonderful experiments and we honor our ancestors right. but that is not the future right that is oh, right. right recapturing pieces of the past which are important and we want tribes like that but they, you know, are not the ones who are going to build the future. They can be signposts right. for the rest of us. Right. Uh, yeah. And so anyway, this idea of, and this gets back to this idea of ecstatic union that uh -huh. you and I have discussed. And I think last time we talked, you mentioned that you actually don't know what I mean by that because you haven't experienced it or you don't have any uh, clear uh, signposts you can point to that you we, know what that feels like to go through that. Yeah, are we kind of getting into the main agenda then? Uh, we were starting. Well, at least this was the, at least the pitch that I had. Yeah, I got to stop at nine o'clock to meet with my man Corey. But oh, okay. um, we had just a half the hour. idea I had was is that like okay, this feels like a thing where you know uh, it's like you know when you try to explain to a ten-year-old what marriage is, like a best friend, like it's one thing, right? But if you don't talk about sex, it kind of misses some of the key dynamics of marriage, okay, right? right. Uh, you, know, you know, procreation, intimacy, uh, et cetera. Yeah. And I kind of feel that way about Christianity and the cross. Like if you don't understand this dynamic of the cross, you don't have this procreative power available to you, these uh -huh. deep cathartic experiences that transform you and shed anxiety and stress and redefine self. And without that, it's like, well, yeah, you can kind of go through the forms, but you're missing the power. So the Emmanuel, it sounds like you're saying the Emmanuel encounter kind of thing would be a, a false substitute or an incomplete substitute. It's an incomplete substitute. Yeah, yeah. I think I would say it, it's a good stepping stone. Uh huh. You know, it's it, it's 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 dating without marriage. Right. Okay. Um, if you will, you know, is that that? And so. The 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 pitch uh, I wanted to just you I mentioned before I had a, a secular friend uh, who was interested in reflective practices and okay. he's had a very similar family dynamic as you've had and I was thinking oh we should get together and do it I was, I was thinking you know it would be really interesting to do the story of Nicodemus about what he means by being born again. Uh huh. Um, you know, because, you know, Jesus means, because that dialogue between Jesus and Nicodemus is, um, it, it captures the emotion I feel right now, which is huh. like, there's this thing that makes no rational sense within your framework that I feel is vital to encountering Jesus. Uh -huh. And I think it's actually a good entry point for someone who doesn't identify as a Christian right. to like grapple with what is this? Uh, I also have two other friends, uh, one guy I met online at a workshop who's interested in this pause model, and the other is a guy that uh, has been doing in-person pause with me and was really skeptical about whether this stuff can work online, which uh -huh. is amusing given the history where we started this whole thing online. So yeah. I'm thinking, huh, I think yeah. actually, you know, this feels like a, an interesting thing for the four of us to get together and do this passage. Okay. Um, and see what happens. Like it may or may not result in a transformational encounter, but it would certainly, I think, further my understanding of the dynamics involved and maybe give us some. Um, and usually what happens to these things 
is that I at least have a transformational encounter that, uh, you know, in real time with other people, that I can see like this thing that I did, this is what I mean. Can you at least see it in me, even if you didn't experience it yourself? Uh huh. Okay. We uh, we took and tried to continue what we were reading from the, uh, I guess the DBJ series, um, Jackie and me and another couple with Janet Davis, letting her kind of lead. Mm. The thing fell yeah. apart rapidly, um, and I don't think we experienced anything close to what we were uh, hoping or aiming for at times. So uh, Jackie participated in that, um, but I, I wonder immediately as you describe this, if this is something that uh, if Jackie were interested, uh, she could join us in, or do you feel like it's for, is it four guys Otherwise, I think the so, four guys is probably good to start with. Yeah. Yeah. And try it. Yeah, Cause that's yeah. like, you know, it, it, and, and then that, that, uh, feels like the right, right. uh, mix. Um, and yeah. I've been doing this as a men's thing for various reasons. And I think one reason I've noticed is that this is a, like when done well, it's a deeply intimate thing. Uh-huh. Okay. And to do that uh, in a mixed gender group uh, can, uh, is problematic, as I like to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it changes the dynamics. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was wondering, uh, like possibly a week from Saturday, which would be the 29th. So I'm uh, here at the farm for two weeks, um, and a week from Saturday is a possibility. Uh, we just need to schedule it not at noon when we're now we have just set up a new ritual um, mm-hmm. or just to start a new ritual today starting at noon uh, with a, a daily the time yeah yeah right so morning like 9 to 11 would work I think so um, my, my my biggest priority here is uh, Wesley and being mm. with but uh, so earlier it seems to be better because he tends to sleep and he's still sleeping in right now. Um, okay. uh, but but um, I think I, I actually have found some projects that he can work on. So I think I think it's likely that I could uh, just plan for Saturday. But I just want to make clear that that's you know I'm still sorting out. Definitive. Uh, yeah. So I'll start the, the yeah. I think I'll so I'll start the chat room with you and, and my friend. And we'll see if yep. we can agree on some tentative dates, and then I can bring the other two if time allows. Yeah, I would say that the, right. earlier, the earlier the better for that Saturday morning. All right. Okay. So you need, is that where your the all right was all right? You need to go or? Uh, no. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I definitely need to wrap up in the next minute or two. But um, thank you. This was helpful, and I think this was an interesting chat. Is it okay if I post this one? Uh, yeah, no, I was actually thinking of sending it to Jackie just to get a sense of the things that you and I discuss and are thinking about. And so, yeah, go ahead and post it, and I'll forward the uh, audio that I get automatically to her. All right. All right, okay. bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.